Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Mackie Glio. Four days left until the national championship tips off. Yeah, four days, and I believe tomorrow kicks off the final four. Am I right? No? Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, today's Thursday, I forgot. But yeah, uh, this episode is mainly the offseason, uh, sort of. Obviously, lots of coaching changes, lots of transfers, over a grand uh, in transfers now. That is ridiculous, and it's, it's not even April yet. It's, it's the last last day? Yeah. Uh, last day of March. You got me second-guessing myself. But, yeah, uh, we will go over the Final Four preview and the NIT final at the very end. Yes, sir. And, uh, obviously, needed to get out this uh, episode with all the dramatic changes going on around the uh, NCAA world. So, yeah, very excited to get to it today. It's going to be a little bit of a longer episode. So we'll talk about most of our stuff, but we won't probably give as many thoughts as we usually do because there's just so much stuff to talk about with, uh, obviously, coaching carousel, which is the most insane and most interesting ones we've seen in a while. And then we got a bunch of transfers already. And then we obviously we have some draftees. And we're going to be covering the ones who are, will be going will be foregoing their eligibility. I know some, a lot of other guys have made decisions already, but uh, they're also keeping the option of returning to school open. So we will not cover those guys. We'll only cover guys who have officially declared for the draft and will not be returned to school. Yeah. So I think without further ado, let's just get to it. Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go first. We'll kick things off with the coaching carousel. The first hire was Georgia. They have hired Mike White as a new coach, uh, formerly coach Florida. I believe it was Mike White was still under contract in Florida, but decided to go to Georgia. He was going to get fired. Uh, that was the speculation, obviously, uh, there in Gainesville. But decides to leave for Florida before getting fired. 142 wins, 88 losses in seven seasons at Florida. Four March Madness appearances, including an Elite Eight appearance. What are your thoughts on this hire? Yeah, man. Obviously, an interesting change for Mike White. We knew he was going to be out the door in Gainesville, but uh, going to Georgia, uh, he's, he has a lot of work to do because Georgia's obviously been down in the dumps for the past couple of years or so. So we'll see what he can do. Maybe they can turn things around, but uh, looking like Georgia. Uh, that answer, but we shall definitely see. Yeah, he replaces Archie Miller, obviously. Very bad season for Georgia, obviously. He stays in conference. He knows the conference very well. I think this is a, a good hire. Hopefully he can get Georgia back to where they once were, which I have no clue where they once were. Yeah, me either. It's, it's way past our time. So we've only known Georgia to be uh, one of the worst teams in the NCC, unfortunately. We'll go to Florida now. Obviously, no Mike White. They do hire Todd Golden as their new head coach, uh, former coach at San Francisco. I like this guy a lot. I love San Fran. But uh, Todd Golden, 56 and 70 uh, – excuse me, 57 and 36 in three seasons. Obviously, the most recent one, March Madness appearance. What are your thoughts on this Florida hire? Yeah, very interesting hire. Obviously, one of the younger coaches in Division One. He's a very good coach, obviously. Uh, turned around San Fran and that program in three seasons, including a March Madness appearance this year. Not sure if I like this hire or not. I guess time will only tell. Yeah, an experience might be the issue. Obviously, going from the Mount, uh, West Coast Conference to the uh, SEC is a huge jump for Todd Golden. We shall see. Uh, Florida, obviously, an interesting team. Uh, this year, weren't the greatest. And... Uh, had their ways a couple of times, but uh, it, it really depends on this recruiting class for Florida and what they can get maybe in the transfer portal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, Xavier has hired Sean Miller as their new head coach. This is his second stint here, uh, coached Xavier way back in the day. Before, uh, after that Xavier job, formerly coached Arizona, 
he was very good in Arizona. 302 wins uh, to 109 losses in 12 seasons, including seven March Madness appearances, four of them Elite Eight appearances. We'll start off the year suspended, obviously, for his role at Arizona. What are your thoughts? Yeah, obviously the suspension's key, but uh, I don't think it really matter. Uh, what I've seen from uh, Xavier's interim head coach right now, he's doing a fantastic job, and Xavier is obviously in the NIT finals after taking down St. Bonnie's. So uh, shout out to him. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, Xavier's done a great job uh, thus far, at least in the postseason, which we were not expecting at all because uh, this team has a lot of big expectations coming into the season, underachieved especially. We'll talk about that more, obviously, in the offseason, uh, deeper in the offseason, I should say. But, uh, yeah, I like this hire a lot. We'll see if Sean Miller can uh, recertify his uh, coaching career and hopefully uh, stay away from the suspensions, uh, hopefully, at Xavier. Yeah, Xavier has not made the tournament in five years, obviously. They were under Travis Steele. Great starts each and every season under him, and they just laid an egg towards the very end. Same same thing with last, uh, this year as well, but shout-out Travis Steele. He was hired just literally 10 minutes ago by Miami, Ohio, so he does stay in the state. But, yeah, hopefully Xavier can go back to a tournament team because they're definitely capable of it year in and year out. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. We go back to the SEC now, and we got Missouri, obviously, a team that was very good last year, not good this year at all. They do hire Dennis Gates as their new head coach, formerly coached at Cleveland State, obviously. Um, who, who was he under? I, I don't remember. He was under somewhat for a while. Um, Leonard Hamilton. He was under Leonard Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Leonard Hamilton, you're right. And uh, obviously 50 and 40 in his three seasons at Cleveland State. One March Madness appearance coming from last year. What are your thoughts on Missouri getting a new coach here? Yeah, very interesting. I, I think I think they pulled the trigger on Kunzo Martin a little bit too early. Obviously, Missouri reached a tournament two seasons ago. And obviously all their seniors left, I believe. I believe they pulled the trigger way too early in my opinion. Definitely agree. They had a lot of great pieces uh, that last year run. Jeremiah Tillman was there. Pinson was there. Pinson left, but obviously uh, had a lot of key pieces there at uh, Missouri. And uh, I think there was a very early high, uh, firing as well uh, with Kunzo Martin. Wonder where he goes, still undecided for him. But uh, like this hire, it's a good pickup, I think, for Missouri nonetheless. Yeah, definitely knows the region very well. Uh, next up, Mississippi State has hired Chris Jans as their new head coach. Formerly coached New Mexico State, and they were one of the best teams in all of college basketball the past five seasons, percentage-wise. 100, uh, 122 wins to 32 wins. That's almost 80%. Three March Madness's appearances, including an upset this year. What are your thoughts on this hire? Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Jans was due for a while to go up to the Power Five conferences as a coach. Finally gets his chance in Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, Going to be interesting. Obviously, Mississippi State has been an interesting team the past couple of seasons. I think he can definitely get something going there, and uh, it should be interesting to see how he ends up with his recruiting class. Yeah, really like his hire. This was another uh, secret for a while now, like Chris Jens is going to Mississippi State. Uh, but, yeah, very fantastic hire of Mississippi State. I really like it. Yeah, the interesting one here from the Big 12, Kansas State has hired Jerome Tang as their new head coach. Former assistant at Baylor, obviously he's seen some uh, very successful runs under Scott Drew. Uh, 20 past 20 seasons uh, at a Bay as a Baylor assistant. What are your thoughts, obviously, on Jerome Tang getting a new job as a head coach for the first time? Yeah, I really like this. I, 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 this is one of my favorite hires of this offseason. Kansas State, obviously, Bruce Weber did resign, but Kansas State's a very good program. And Jerome Tang, obviously, 20 seasons at Baylor. That is, that is incredible. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a coach, coaching job uh, 10 years ago because – 
he's a very good assistant coach. Obviously, same with Tommy Lloyd State at Gonzaga for 20 years before going to Arizona. I think Jerome Tang has uh, the potential to do the same thing as Tommy Lloyd, make Kansas State a nationally a national powerhouse year one. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. Obviously, Kansas State going to be uh, losing a couple guys in this transfer portal. We'll talk about that a little bit later today. But uh, obviously, should be interesting to see what they can do, obviously, with Jerome Tang moving forward. Mm-hmm. And next up, the worst-kept secret has finally been out. Maryland has hired Kevin Willard as their new head coach. He's a formerly coached Seton Hall, 120, uh, 225 wins, 161 losses in 12 seasons, including five March Madness appearances. What are your thoughts on this one? It was due. Uh, very interesting, obviously. Uh, my man Kevin Willard's been there for a while at Seton Hall, but uh, finally the door's out and uh, – He's going on, so we shall see what he can do at Maryland. Maryland, obviously, a team who uh, I, was, I was surprised Mark Turgeon got fired, but uh, I definitely think it will be interesting to see what Willard can do now at College Park. Yeah, he didn't get fired. He resigned, obviously. Very, very serious fan base there, obviously. I think they were the reasons uh, Turgeon decided to wave the white flag. That fan base is brutal, man. Just give some, just give Willard some time. I know the fan base is not too happy about this one here. It's not, it's not a flashy. It's a very good hire in my opinion. Uh, Seton Hall, obviously, very interesting program, but he's made it a very, a very respectable program. And indeed, and speaking of Seton Hall, they have found their new head coach. Another surprise. Uh, just kidding. We knew this one was coming. Uh, Seton Hall has obviously hired Shaheen Holloway as their new head coach. Formerly coached at St. Peter's, formerly played under Seton Hall and made it to the – was it the Elite Eight or the Final Four with Seton Hall? I think it was the Elite Eight, right? Elite Eight, yep. Yeah, so he uh, obviously a very historic career and a uh, player going back to his uh, alma mater. Very like this decision a lot. 54, 64 and 57 in his four seasons at St. Peter's with obviously the most recent March Madness appearance. What are your thoughts on uh, this one, homecoming for Shaheen Holloway? Yeah, this was a match made in heaven. I think Kevin Willard said in his press conference, too, what he wanted at Seton Hall. I was like, yeah, Shaheen Holloway, the coach. Like, I don't know if he should have said that while he was coaching during March Madness, but I think everybody knew that he was going there once St. Peter's made a Sweet 16 run. Yeah, I definitely agree. It was definitely known, but uh, obviously he did a lot of good things with the 15th seed, making history as the Elite Eight and uh, going, obviously, to the team that he played. Uh, his elite eight in going to Seton Hall. I love it a lot. Obviously, a very storybook, hopefully beginning for Sheen Holloway and his coaching at Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the SEC. LSU has hired former uh, Murray State head coach Matt McMahon as their new head coach. 154 wins, 67 losses in the second seasons. Three March Madness appearances, including a win in this year's March Madness for losing to St. Peter's. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, very interesting decision here. Um, I know Mac McMahon's a very good coach, very dedicated coach, and uh, I think he I think he'll have some struggles the first couple of years at LSU, but uh, it's expected that probably most of his uh, Murray State boys will be coming with him, so we shall see what they can do moving up the ranks from the OVC to the SEC. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a very tough couple of years, especially with the notice of allegations out. LSU could be facing a lot of uh, punishment as a program. Obviously, Will Wade has gotten his po- uh, has done his role already. LSU might get banned uh, next postseason. I think I think that's going to be the case, and it's good. it's just going to make it harder for him. Yeah, definitely agree. We should see what happens with that one. Speaking of Murray State, obviously the doors open for them. They have hired Steve Prom as their new head coach, formerly coached at Iowa State. Obviously, you know him very well because you used to be a very big Iowa State guy. I don't know what happened to that, but uh, 
97, 95, and his six seasons with three March Madness appearances for Steve Prom. What are your thoughts on Steve Prom getting a new job this time at Murray State? Yeah, you know, I love Steve Prom. Obviously, you know, I was a big Iowa State guy. Big, love their point guards there. Obviously, Monte Morris, Tyrese Halliburton, and there's a lot of other guys I love. Taylor Horton Tucker up down there. He's, he's coached a lot of guys I love now that are playing in the NBA. But yeah, uh, second stint for him at Murray State. Uh, very like, I uh, like this hire a lot. Obviously, the fan base, not too happy about it. But I think uh, this is another guy just paying his dues back to his former school. Yeah, definitely agree. Love it a lot. And uh, I believe he coached at Murray State before he went to Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a resurgence for uh, Steve Fromm. Back at his uh, first school he coached at. We shall see what they can do, obviously, in the OVC, who continues to grow and grow uh, each year. So, they, so it's going to be a very competitive conference next year. Very excited to see what it pans out and what it comes becomes to be. Mm-hmm. And now we go to the A-10. UMass has hired Frank Martin as their new head coach. Uh, formerly coached South Carolina, obviously got fired after his 10 seasons there. 171 wins. 147 losses there. One March Madness appearance in that one March Madness appearance. They reached the Final Four. Uh, obviously, this past season at South Carolina, he definitely overachieved his expectations, but still still didn't do enough to retain that job. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I know he had a fantastic year with South Carolina, but obviously, we got to look at the whole, whole picture in this case, and uh, I don't think he was the answer for South Carolina moving forward. UMass, though, gets a great hire here. I like this hire for UMass a lot. Hopefully, Frank Martin can snag some couple guys in the transfer portal, and that recruiting class for UMass can get better. Because uh, UMass used to be a perennial powerhouse back in the day as well, uh, back when Coach Cal was there, which was a long time ago. My mom was in college at that time. No disrespect to my mom. She's not that old, but uh, it's been a while. Uh, so uh, we shall see. I like this hire a lot. We'll see what Frank Martin can do. He's very pumped up for it. His Twitter's been all over the place yeah. repping that UMass gear. Yeah, his, his, his wife is a UMass alum as well. So I believe it's a very good hiring, very good regional hiring hire as well. Uh, I wish I'm hoping the best for UMass. Obviously, that's that's in our state. That's our one of our state school, and they've been irrelevant for a while. So hopefully, he gets he gets it back to relevance. Indeed. Speaking of South Carolina, obviously the doors open for them. They have hired Lamont Paris as their new head coach, formerly coached at Chattanooga. You like this team a lot. You would probably like Lamont Paris a lot as well. 87 and 62 in his five seasons with the most recent March Madness appearance. What are your thoughts on this hire? Yeah. A uh, solid hire, obviously. Same region, Tennessee, South Carolina, down near each other. But, yeah, um, not sure about it right now. I guess time will tell, like I said earlier. Uh, I feel like there were better names out there than Lamont Paris, in my opinion. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. But South Carolina has been an interesting program the past couple of years. Obviously, the most recent Final Four was that Frank Martin won back in 2017, I believe. So it's been a while since they've been back to relevancy. We shall see how it pans out. Uh, I'm very skeptical about this one, but, I mean, time will tell, obviously, like you said. Mm-hmm. And next up, Rhode Island has made a very good hiring. They have hired Archie Miller as their new head coach, obviously. Sean Miller's brother, formerly coached at Indiana, 67-58 and 58 in four seasons there, but did not reach the tournament. Before that, had very good success in the A-10 at Dayton. What are your thoughts on this one? like it a lot, and uh, I believe – who did John call this one or did you call this one? John McEwen did. John McEwen, man. I don't know what the mastermind play was by that, but, uh, yeah, he called this one, and uh, he was telling you that he thought it was going to be Mr. Arch Miller, and it was. And, uh, yeah, it seems like this should be a great fit. I like this one a lot for Rhode Island. 
Uh, David Cox, obviously the former Rhode Island coach, has uh, teamed up with uh, Kevin Willard at Maryland as the assistant coach now. So good for him. But, uh, I think Archie Miller, this will be a great resurgence for him. Obviously, Indiana pretty much booted him out, and uh, hopefully he can get some revenge now at this Rhode Island Rams team. Yeah, I think this is a terrific hire as well. He knows the conference very well, has a ton of success. He's been in the Elite Eight uh, with the A-10 program, obviously. I don't think Dayton would be as relevant uh, as they were without Archie Miller. Definitely agree with you. Definitely agree with you indeed. Final guy before we get to the transfers, it's SMU. They have hired Rob Lanier as their new head coach. Obviously, Coach Tom Trojanovich has retired. So, uh, yeah, SMU has hired the former Georgia State coach and Rob Lanier, 53-30 and 30 in his three seasons at Georgia State. Obviously, the most recent March Madness appearance was this year. What are your thoughts on this one for SMU going young with the coach? Yeah, I really like this hire a lot, obviously. He's, he's been with, uh, before Georgia State, he was with Rick Barnes throughout his whole career at Tennessee, at Texas. So I've, I've watched him a lot. He recruited one of my favorite teams at Tennessee, obviously the one with Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams. But, yeah, I really like this hire. Uh, SMU, it's been a while. It's, since the Shemi Ojale days, I, I, I love that team, and I wish I could see SMU be that successful once again, and I think they will. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Uh, I'm very excited to see what he can do at SMU, obviously SMU. Just a sliver away from making it to March Madness this year. Uh, one of the first four teams out. But uh, they got a very good chance to do some madness, hopefully relatively soon. So we shall see. But I'm very intrigued to see how it goes. Yeah. And uh, we now go to the transfer portal. Obviously, over a 1,000 names in the portal. Uh, we only have, what, the top top 15, maybe even 20. Uh, but, yeah, we get started with a guy that's committed to my school, Antoine Walker at URI. He's committed to Bryant, seven and a half points, four and a half rebounds, one assist uh, at URI last year. He has, I believe, one or two years of eligibility left, depending on his waiver. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, surprised he left. Uh, Rhode Island, obviously, new coach. And, uh, I mean, I know everyone pretty much left, but uh, I'm very surprised he decided to leave as well, Anton Walker. His role is going to be very increased at Rhode Island this year. But uh, going to Bryant now, obviously a lot of room in Bryant. And, uh they can retain everybody. I think Bryant should be a very good team. Uh, we have some breaking news with Bryant. Um, they have joined the America East. They have accepted the invite. Is that uh, effective this se upcoming season? Yes, it is. So that's a big change. Bryant joined the America East, led by, obviously, the powerhouse Vermont in that conference. So uh, should be a couple of very good battles coming up relatively soon for these couple teams. Bryant, obviously, Vermont, both those teams just made it to March Madness. We've seen teams like UMBC be very dominant. UNH is up there as well, and uh, I'm very excited for this American East Conference now getting to Bryant Bulldogs. I know you are as well. Yeah, I'm excited for your birthday because that's the American East preview. I'm excited to, to talk about my my college uh, as the first conference. But, yeah, Antoine Walker, a big get for uh, for us, obviously. Big uh, – we both are big men graduated. He can slot at the four. And, yeah, I like it. I like Bryant this year. Obviously, need one more big man. Cough, cough, Trey Mitchell. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, what? <laughs> well, Peter Kiss, you can also return. You have a year left. Uh, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, Brian has already struck in the portal earlier this year, getting uh, Mr. Sheriff Kenny, the LaSalle transfer. So, uh, Brian should be a very good team this year, once again, if they can retain everybody. Like I said, if not, it should be a very interesting uh, story to see how they can pan out in year one in the American East. We'll go now to Jalen Ganey from Brown. 
obviously uh, a very decorated player in the Ivy League. He is committed to Florida State, so a very good under-the-radar transfer from Leonard Hamilton early in this portal season. Uh, Ganey averaged nine and a half points per game, seven rebounds, two blocks per game, two-time defensive player of the year for the Ivy League. What are your thoughts on this hire or transfer, I should say, going to FSU? Yeah, I really like this transfer. This is a match. This is 100% uh, a fit. Uh, just a defensive big man going to Florida State. Leonard Hamilton loves that. I think he could turn into an NBA caliber player under Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, definitely agree. He has the size and he has the very uh, defensive-minded scheme. I like this one a lot. Leonard Hamilton, as you know, he likes to go very deep into his bench. This is a very good bench residence on the defensive side of the ball with Ganey going to FSU. Mm-hmm. And next up, Sam Grishel of North Dakota State. He is committed. Back home, he is from Lincoln, Nebraska. He will be going back to Lincoln and be playing for Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska. 14.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. All Summit's second team this year. What are your thoughts? Doors open at Nebraska for anyone to pretty much shine. I think Grissel is a very good decision here going there. I think he could have gone to Creighton as well, but uh, I think Nebraska is probably a better choice in the long run. Uh, North Dakota State has pretty much uh, demolished their whole team. I believe Rocky Cruiser is in the transfer portal as well. Uh, hasn't made a decision yet, but uh, I like this decision for Grissel going up to the uh, Power Five conferences. Yeah, and he's going back home. Uh, nothing like playing back home, obviously. So, yeah, hopefully Nebraska can be somewhat successful next year. Indeed, indeed. Hot off the press, this one is Taylor Funk from St. Joe's. A couple minutes ago, he just committed. He's going to Utah State under Mr. Odom as the new head coach there. Average 13 points per game, six and a half rebounds. Two assists per game for Mr. Taylor Funk, obviously a very decorated player in his first two seasons at St. Joe's. What are your thoughts on this decision for Mr. Taylor Funk? Yeah, just committed there 30 minutes ago. Uh, but, yeah, very good get for Utah State. Obviously, they're going to be losing Justin Bean. They're going to be losing Brock Miller. Brock Miller retired. But uh, the other three starters, I believe, are returning. I think this team could make some noise and reach the tournament next year. Yeah, Mountain West, we'll see how it goes this year. We know that a couple guys are already returning, and Matt Bradley at San Diego State, a couple other guys as well. But uh, Jalen House is also gone from New Mexico. So I'm very intrigued to see what this Mountain West is looking like this upcoming season because it's going to be a very different, I think, uh, already in March. I can say that for a fact. Uh-huh. And next up, Justice Sill of Murray State has followed his coach to LSU, 13.5 points, 2.5 rebounds, 5 assists, all Ohio Valley team. Uh, first team this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like it a lot. Obviously, we expected this one to happen. Uh, obviously, the player is going to follow their coach to a new school. That's usually how it goes. So, uh, I like this decision for Justice Hill. Obviously, a very good player, and uh, he should hopefully shine at LSU, whether that is a starter or a bench player. I don't know. LSU, obviously, is in very deep waters with allegations. So, we'll see what really happens because uh, that's a lot of stuff not set in stone with this LSU team for next season. Yeah, this team is definitely, uh, I don't know. It's going to be in the water next year, I believe. They're going to be in the bottom half. But I think I think they're going to rebuild. This next year is just going to be a rebuilding year. Yeah, should be very interesting to see. But uh, fellow Murray State teammate K.J. Williams also in the transfer portal. He averaged 18 points a game, eight and a half rebounds. He was the OVC player of the year, obviously. He had a dominant season this year. We'll see where he goes. Do you think he'll end up going to LSU or do you think he will end up going elsewhere to a bigger and maybe better school? Yeah, his name's also in the draft. Obviously, has not hired an agent. We'll be testing the waters. I think he'll have, I think he'll end up at LSU next year. That's my guess. 
yeah, I mean, that's if the stars aligned, that's where he would be going. But uh, I would also not be surprised if he maybe tried to go to the draft and uh, if he's ready. I don't really know if he is ready just yet after a very interesting performance in the round of 32 game against St. Peter's. But we shall see. It should be very interesting to see what he can do. He's a very interesting player. Obviously, not the biggest of big men, but uh, he can definitely shoot it on the outside, which is something obviously scouts are looking for nowadays with big men. So we shall see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Next up, Andre Corbello of Illinois. Very surprising he's in the portal. Seven and a half points, three rebounds, three assists. 2020 Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year and a preseason All-American this year, which obviously did not pan out uh, the way many people expected his season to pan out. What are your thoughts, and where do you think he will go? Yeah, did not pan out well at all. Shoulder injury was the biggest thing dealing with him throughout the season. It was nagging him pretty much from start to finish in this season. And he didn't really play that much, honestly. So uh, not surprised he decided to transfer out. Where he's going to be going, I really don't know. I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of speculations that Providence might be the team for him. But uh, obviously, Ed Cooley heavily recruited him coming into college. But uh, we'll see where he can go. Uh, wherever he goes, though, it should be a very interesting fit. I could see him as an Al Durham type role if he goes to Providence uh, as Al Durham obviously transferred from Indiana last season. Mm-hmm. I see him going to St. John's and going back home. Obviously, I think he's a good fit for St. John's. They like to play fast. He likes to obviously advance the ball, move the ball fast as well. I see St. John's as a potential fit for him. Yeah, obviously, we will update you on where these guys go once the commitments do come out. Next guy up, though. A fan favorite of mine, nor Chad or Amir, Arkansas State's finest. I love this guy a lot, man. 18 points per game, 12 rebounds, two blocks, one and a half steals. He's Mr. Intangible, Mr. Everything. Sunbelt Player of the Year. Love this guy a lot. Where do you think he's going to go? Because I honestly don't know because uh, he has a lot of offers coming, obviously, his way. Yeah, going to be a long list for this guy. Produce video game number, can produce video game numbers. Obviously, has the past two seasons. Sunbelt Freshman of the Year. Uh, two years ago, he's still technically – this This is still technically his freshman year, if you rather really say that. So, he's got three years left. Obviously, there's a guy in the same state with the name of Musbus that can use him. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Arkansas is probably the favorite to reach out to him. Arkansas is losing a lot. Stanley Umde is gone. Um, I believe Trey Wade is going to be gone as well. And uh, we'll see what Jalen Williams – his decision is. We'll see what that is. But – uh. Yeah, if the stars aligned, I think Norchad Amir might be in an Arkansas Razorback jersey come next season. We shall see. Mm-hmm. And next up, a pair of Ohio teammates. Uh, first off, Ben Vanderplas, a guy we've been in contact with uh, of Ohio. 14.5 points, seven rebounds, three assists. All-MAC first team this year. What are your thoughts and where do you think he will go? Yeah, obviously Vanderplas, a very decorated player at Ohio, obviously most notoriously known. But that great run last year with Ohio taking down Virginia in the first round of the tournament. Where he's going to go, I'm not too sure. He'll probably find his way onto a high major team, but probably be in a bench presence role. He's a very good scorer and a very good rebounder as well. But I think he could definitely help out a bench team for this Power 5 school. I don't know where, but uh, definitely see him going up the ranks. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Definitely going up the ranks. Don't know where, though. Yeah, and his, his teammate Mark Sears is also in the portal. He's already got a ton of offers already. 19.5 points per game, six rebounds, four assists per game. He, he's an all-MAC first-teamer as well, and he's a very decorated player. He's probably one of the better guys thus far in the portal. Uh, I would definitely say that with uh, very convincing uh, reasoning. But uh, where do you think he's going to go? Already a ton, a ton of offers, obviously, from Mark Sears. Yeah, it's going to be a long list as well. I think his game definitely translates to the high major game as well. 
Uh, most most guys in the mid-majors struggle at high majors. I don't think he would struggle a bit. I think I think Arkansas is a good fit for him. Like any any guy in the transfer that's in the top of the list, I think Arkansas is a great destination for them. Yeah, of course, of course you think that, but uh, I'm I'm gonna say otherwise. I think. I think he's going to fit in the Big 12 somewhere. Where that is, I don't know, but I, I, I just see Big 12 screaming Mark Sears' name. I'm going to say a Big 12 team. If I had to pick one, I'm going to say Iowa State. That's my bold take right there. I'm going to go Iowa State. Mm, interesting. Uh, but speaking of the Big 12, Terrence Shannon Jr. of Texas Tech has entered a portal. Ten and a half points, two and a half rebounds, two assists per game. His name is also in the draft waters. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. As soon as that two game concluded, uh, Less than a day later, Terrence Shan Jr. has entered the portal. Very surprised. It was such a quick turnaround for him. Why it was, I don't know. Was it a problem with Mark Adams? I don't know. But uh, Terrence Shan Jr., obviously in the portal. Will he end up going to the draft? I don't think so. I think he'll end up staying in college. Where he goes, I honestly could not tell you. Something telling me he will not be staying in the Big 12. I think he might go to the ACC if I'm, if I'm right. But we shall see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think he's a high major player. Uh, don't know if the option of going back to Texas Tech is is an option for him, but I think that is the best option is going back to Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech is losing a lot, obviously. Uh, Bryce Williams is gone. Um, a lot of other guys are going to be gone as well. So the door is open for Texas Tech. Obviously, he should get a good recruiting class. I don't really know what it's looking like. We haven't really looked at recruits in a while. We just know that there's going to be a lot of good guys going around the world. But – uh. I don't really know what it looks like for them. We shall see. I'm very intrigued to see where he goes. It's a very big decision, a very interesting one, considering Terrence Shannon Jr. has been uh, pretty much a rock for Texas Tech the past couple of years, and he's a really good player. So I'm very intrigued to see where he ends up going. Mm-hmm. Nice guy up. Antonio Reeves, Illinois State. Uh, obviously, we knew this one was coming. Reeves is a really good player. Illinois State's just not a very good team, unfortunately. Reeves averaged 20 points a game, three and a half rebounds, two assists per game. He's going to get high major love, and he already has, uh, according to the offers seen through social media. What are your thoughts on where Antonio Reeves might end up going? Yeah, he's definitely going high major. I don't know where. I think, I think the Big 12, that's in, obviously, the Missouri Valley region, but don't know where. <laughs> I'm feeling Iowa State once again for Antonio Reeves. Why? I don't know. But uh, I, I think that could definitely be a good fit for, obviously, Mr. TJ Oltenberg and company. Mm-hmm. And next up, Xavier Vincent will be going to a third school. Obviously, played at LSU this past year, played at Missouri his previous three seasons before that. Ten points, two and a half rebounds, four assists this past season as their starting point guard. Where do you think he will go? Uh, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I'm very surprised. It's such a, I mean, not surprised, but I knew it was going to be a quick, quick turnaround after Will Wade was fired. So, uh, I don't know where he's going to end up going. SEC staying, probably. I think he'll stay in the SEC. Where, I don't know, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed at the SEC. Yeah, I think he's going to the third SEC school. Maybe maybe Arkansas. <laughs> I'm feeling Florida. I don't know why, but uh, I'm feeling Florida for him. We shall see. Next up, Jeremiah Williams from Temple. Obviously, nine and a half points per game, three and a half rebounds, four and a half assists. The American, excuse me, freshman of the year. He has a lot of high major offers as well. Very good performance for Temple. Temple was a very big surprise this year. We'll talk about that more in the offseason probably. What do you think Jeremiah Williams ends up going? Yeah, American freshman of the year, obviously. Very high upside player, or all freshman teams, sorry. I don't know who the freshman of the year is. Uh, but, yeah, very high upside player. I, I think he's going high major. I think he'll develop into a draft pick because he's a very good player. 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, I'm feeling Virginia Tech, ACC team. I don't know why I'm feeling this, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw out some punches and see if they end up hitting. So I'm going to go Virginia Tech for Jeremiah Williams or the ACC. We'll see. Uh-huh. And last but not least, uh, probably the biggest name we've gone over, Nigel Peck of Kansas State, 17.5 points, four rebounds, two assists, all Big 12 first-team player this past season. He's been a star at Kansas State. Uh since day one, what are your thoughts and where do you think he would go? Call me crazy, but uh, I think he's going to go to Kansas. I think he could play a Remy Martin-type role off the bench and not get in the doghouse for the first couple seasons. And uh, maybe he ends up starting for this Kansas team, but uh, something's telling me he's going to Kansas. I don't know why I feel this, but uh, Nigel Peck's a terrific player. I think he's going to get a lot of high major offers, obviously. I'm going to go with Kansas as the destination. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best guy in the transfer portal uh, right now, in my opinion. I'm feeling Arkansas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's obviously Arkansas. Arkansas, or, you can't or, go or wrong Brian. with Arkansas. Brian. Arkansas or Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally going Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, yeah, hey, obviously the transfer hey, portal. Hey, hey. hey, before before we get to the next topic, I would like to say Trey Mitchell's not in the portal yet. Obviously, you can laugh all you want. But when I say cough, cough, Trey Mitchell, his final six teams last year, Bryant was one of his final six teams. Uh, he is probably going to enter the portal this year. Uh, obviously, his family's not not too happy with Chris Beard right now. Uh, so, probably you you probably we'll go we'll we'll definitely be talking Trey Mitchell in the upcoming weeks or so. But yeah, Bryant has a chance at Trey Mitchell, and if they do, you better watch out. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, obviously, the transfer portal is continuing to stack up. Uh, fresh off the press, LSU freshman Efton Reed has just entered the transfer portal. We won't talk about him, but uh, as you can see, many guys are entering the portal left and right and center. Uh, the transfer portal is already up to 1,000 guys, and it's not even April yet. And it's not even prime transfer portal time. So uh, the transfer portal waits for no one. Quote John Rothstein, Rothstein obviously. But we will now go to the next topic, the final topic. Oh, second to last topic, I guess, of the episode. With the draftees, obviously, NBA draft uh, relatively around the corner. Uh, it's, it's not that far away if you think about it, all, all the way in June. But uh, the draftees, obviously, we will be covering the ones who are totally foregoing their eligibility. No more college basketball for these guys. Unfortunate to see some of these guys go because they had some very great careers and very great seasons thus far. We will start with a pair of Baylor players. First up, Mr. James Akinjo from Baylor, a transfer from Arizona obviously played at Georgetown earlier in his season as well, a career as well, I should say. He averaged 13.5 points per game, three rebounds, six, uh, six assists, and two steals per game this season. Big 12 first team, and Kinja was a great addition to this Baylor squad. Why do you think he ends up going in the draft? Yeah, I don't think he'll be drafted at all. Uh, sorry to say that. But I don't think he'll be – I think he'll have a summer league opportunity, obviously, maybe a two-way contract. He's a little old to be drafted, I think. Um, but, yeah, three schools obviously had a terrific career in all three, Georgetown, Arizona, and Baylor. Uh, I think this was the right decision, obviously. It's a bit old to be playing college basketball. Interesting interesting decision. I think I think a team will take a chance on him. I'm going to go second round. I don't think he's a first-rounder at all. Uh, obviously, on the teetering line of drafted or undrafted, I think he gets drafted, though, in the second round. So I think some team will take a chance on him. Someone to a Jared Butler-type story, but obviously not the same. Mm-hmm. And the second Baylor player, obviously, Kendall Brown of Baylor. Ten points, two rebounds, five assists this past season. Will be a first-round pick. Uh, not sure where. Teetering towards the lottery and mid-first round. Where do you think he'll go? 
Yeah, great season for Kendall Brown. Obviously a good one. He's a very explosive guy, and uh, we knew he was going to be a first-round pick for sure. Where he goes, I don't know. We'll talk about that, obviously, as we get closer to the draft because I'm not really focused on where guys are going to go right now. I just know he's going to be a first-rounder for sure. Yeah, definitely agree with you. There's going to be a third Baylor player who will will be there. That's Jeremy Sohan. We'll we'll go over that when he goes. But, yeah, obviously the combine yet to be held and – our mock draft will be coming this offseason. That is one of our highlights of the offseason as well, in addition to all this kind of stuff. Yeah, how'd you do last year? <laughs> so funny. What'd you get? Did you get three right out of 30? I got the no. top three right, and that was it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I did two. I think I got eight right, but uh, yeah, I don't you think got, I, did I, think got, I think you got six. Okay. Well, I beat you. That's all. Obviously. I beat you. Yeah, yeah. I beat you. So hopefully I can do that again. <laughs> I put Kessler Edwards in my first round. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we like to do the mock drafts and see how we end up doing. But uh, we will continue forward. Harrison Ingram's next guy up. Stanford, he averaged 10.5 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 3 assists per game. His freshman season. A uh, guy with a lot of upside as well. Probably should be a first-round pick. What are your thoughts on Harrison Ingram in the draft? Yeah. Uh Terrific upside on this player. Five-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, did not play up to standards in Stanford. I could have done a lot more, in my opinion, but that's what happens when you're number one on the scouting report. But, yeah, good good decision for him. Indeed, indeed. I think he'll definitely be a first-round pick, probably towards the late end of this first round. But uh, a team will definitely take a chance on him, a five-star freshman. ton of upside left, like you said. Mm-hmm. And next up, Blake Wesley of Notre Dame. Three-star recruit coming out of college and just bought out this season 14 and a half points four rebounds two and a half assists one and a half steals and the ACC freshman of the year that I'm sure of uh, will be a first round pick what are your thoughts yeah like it a lot obviously very happy for him I wish he stayed a couple more years in Notre Dame but it was definitely the right time and the right decision for Blake Wesley to go only a freshman man but he definitely boomed his first year and uh, put a lot of people on notice I'm very happy for him Love to see where he's going to go because uh, I'm very impressed with what he did year one. Had a three out of a three star recruit going to a first round pick. Very impressed with Blake Wesley. Yeah, I think he should have stayed another year. Uh, he should definitely should have stayed another year. Obviously, this is kind of like a Jaden Ivey situation three star recruit balling out freshman year. Obviously, he is a late first round pick, but Jaden Ivey, obviously, you saw what he did in year two. He's now a lottery pick, and I think. Blake Wesley is in the same trajectory as uh, Jaden Ivey. I think he should stay back one more year and obviously pay for – he's got the NILs, obviously, but make a little bit more money in the NBA in year two after, – after year two, sorry. Yeah, I believe he has fully declared, though, so obviously we'll see how that ends up going. We'll move on to the next guy up, Keegan Murray out of Iowa. He absolutely dominated this year for Iowa. 23.5 points per game, nine rebounds, two blocks per game this season. Big Ten first team for sure. Uh, obviously, a more – I don't know if he'll be big enough to play center, but you know that he can definitely shoot the ball. So, he's definitely a very good NBA scout. What are your thoughts on where he might go? He's going top five. That's, that's it. You think he's going top five? I think he's going top five. Yeah. yeah. He's a very decorated player. I like him a lot, and I'm very happy to see him go and uh, make Iowa proud. Iowa's done some great things with the draft the past couple of years. Gars obviously got drafted, and next guy up, Keegan Murray. So we'll see what he ends up doing. Definitely should be top ten for sure. I don't know about top five. Yeah, Joe Wieskamp also got drafted last year. 
So, yeah, I was doing very well in the draft. Uh, we continue with the Big Ten as Devontae Jones has fully declared for the draft of Michigan. Ten and a half points, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists. This past season, very solid, obviously. Three years at Coastal, played very well. Obviously, had to change his role just like Mike Smith last year. Uh, played the same role. What are your thoughts on this decision? Yeah, yeah. Same exact role. I think Devontae Jones will get second-round pick probably. A little bit older, uh, but uh, he could definitely help an NBA team out on the bench. I'm going to go second-round pick, though. Yeah, I'll go undrafted on Devontae Jones. Yeah, he's teetering on that line definitely as well, but uh, he's a very good player, a very decorated career, obviously, mostly known for Coastal. Next guy up, though, should definitely be a first-round pick, Mr. EJ Liddell, Ohio State. Knew it was coming either last year or this year. happened to be this year. A very good decision staying one more year at Ohio State. He averaged 19 and a half points per game, eight rebounds, two and a half assists, two and a half blocks per game as well this season. Big Ten first team, what are your thoughts on Liddell finally calling a career at Ohio State? Yeah, very good decision. Had a terrific career. Led the Big Ten in blocks this year, which I did not expect, but definitely fits the NBA game very well. He's a big guy, can shoot the three, can defend multiple positions. I think, I think his game will translate very well to the NBA. Indeed, indeed. Should be a first-round pick for sure. Probably on the later end of the first round, but uh, obviously we'll cover where he might end up going. But I think a lot of teams definitely have him on their radars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Staying with the Big Ten, Bryce McGowan's of Nebraska will declare for the draft after one season. 17 points, five rebounds, one and a half assists this past season. All freshman team for him. Uh, should be a first-round pick as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, should definitely be a first-round pick. A very good career in Nebraska in one season, but uh, he did a lot and uh, a lot of good things for him. Definitely expect him to get in the first round for sure. Uh, he actually grew up relatively close to where I am. I know I know a guy that actually knows him personally and went to the same high school as him, which is pretty cool. Maybe they had a connection to get him on the pod. We shall see. But, uh, yeah, Bryce McGowan should be a first-rounder for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Nice guy up. Big 10 once again. Ron Harper Jr. this time. He averaged 16 points per game, six rebounds, two assists per game. Harper Jr., man, what a great career he had at Rutgers. Wasn't the greatest, obviously, in terms of March Madness success, but uh, he definitely made his presence known, especially this year with a ton of great buzzer beaters and clutch shots here and there. What are your thoughts on Ron Harper Jr. going to the draft? Yeah, should be a second-round pick. Uh, very big body, can do a lot of things on the floor. Uh, but, yeah, really like this decision, and it's sad for Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers, I don't know what the next move is for them, but uh, maybe their brother, maybe the Ron Harper's brother, Ends up going to Rutgers as well. I forget his first name, but uh, I know they have a, he has a little brother who is a very good play, a high school player as well. We shall see what they can do. But Ron Harper Jr., man, very decorated career and very historic career at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And next up, your boy, Kenny Lofton Jr. of Louisiana Tech has to clear for the draft. Balled out this year. 16.5 points, 10.5 rebounds, three assists this past season. What are your thoughts? Love it. I love to see my man Kenny Lofton Jr. go to the draft. I hope he gets drafted. I think he should get drafted. Where that might be, I don't know, but a team will take a chance on him. I think it's probably going to be early first or early second, not early first, early second for Kenny Lofton Jr. But I'm so excited to see him go and uh, love this guy a lot. I'll definitely be looking forward to see where he ends up going. Someone to my boy Charles Bassey balling out right now in uh, Philadelphia. So uh, very excited to see what my fellow Conference USA big man Kenny Lofton Jr. can do in the NBA. Yeah, definitely agree with you. He just knows how to play the game. He plays the game right. And, yeah, really like this. Yes, and I forgot one more guy, uh, Mike Miles Jr. We'll talk about him after this guy. Jaden Ivey, Purdue, just recently declared for the draft. He averaged 17 points per game, five and a half rebounds, three assists per game. 
this season. Uh, obviously, you know Jaden Ivey. He pretty much is one of the best players in college basketball, and uh, he should definitely be a lottery pick for sure, maybe even top five. What are your thoughts on Ivey calling a career at Purdue in a very short one? Yeah, top ten. Yeah, top ten for sure. Very excited to see where he ends up going. A team will definitely take a chance on him. He is such a very crafty guy and such a lengthy guard, and uh, that's definitely more the NBA type this season, uh, these past couple of years. So I'm very excited to see where he ends up going. Mm -hmm. And Mike Miles Jr., I'll get his. Do you have his stats up or should I get them up? I do not. Okay, I'll get them up real quick. But Mike Miles Jr., obviously from TCU, he is declaring for the draft as well. Um, I know he's been a very good player at TCU. A very short career, but uh, yeah, he's been a great player for them. I got his stats right here. He averaged 15 and a half points per game, three and a half rebounds, and four assists per game this year. What a great career he had at TCU. It was very short, but uh, he almost did the most, obviously, this year with TCU, almost taking down Arizona in that great second-round game in the South region. What are your thoughts on Mike Miles calling it a career at TCU? Yeah. Very interesting, in my opinion. Obviously, very young still, very uh, good player. I don't know if that was the right decision. Yeah, we'll see, obviously. But uh, there's a lot of other guys making decisions, some obviously declaring for the draft fully, some obviously entering the waters and not fully committing to the draft just yet. But uh, both of these topics, the transfer portal and the draftee portal, will be increasing day by day, week by week, month by month, you name it. But uh, it will get to the point where we cannot name everybody because uh, – there's already guys we forgot about, and uh, we had to add them in on the fly. So it just shows how big and how bold the transfer portal and the drafty portal is. I'm very excited for it. Obviously, that's in the offseason. But uh, we got, obviously, some games to cover right then, right now before we get to, obviously, the offseason because uh season's not over, man. season is not over just yet. Yeah, season's not over quite yet. Tonight, the NIT final, Xavier and Texas A&M. Who do you have in this one? Mm, I was very surprised. I watched both of these games on Tuesday. I was very in impressed with Xavier, obviously, coming out balling. And uh, it was a really all-around performance for them. Fremantle played great. Nunji played great. Jones played great. And Kunkel played great. And so, uh, will Xavier stand a chance? I'm going to say no. I think Texas A&M is a fantastic team. And Buzz Williams and the team has a lot to prove, considering they did not make March Madness. Quentin Jackson is the real deal, man. He is absolutely terrific. So I'm going to go with Texas A&M winning this game. But I would not be surprised if Xavier keeps this game pretty close. But uh, unfortunate to see the NIT leave Madison Square Garden uh, for the first time in about 20 years or so. So uh, we'll see what that ends up being next year. But, uh, yeah, I think Texas A&M wins the NIT this season. Yeah, Texas A&M will win the NIT this season, especially Buzz Williams has something to prove to the committee. I said that last, uh, last episode, but he really does. He knows they're a tournament team. I know they're a tournament team. I think they're a tournament team as well. They definitely got snubbed in my my uh, opinion. They're, they're, oh, yeah. Yeah. 100% snubbed. And uh, they'll prove it, obviously, winning the NIT, hopefully, tonight. Oh, yes, tonight. Well, uh, but, yeah, obviously, the final four games are starting on Saturday. We'll cover those real quick. We'll probably do the final coverage on Monday when we get to that episode. But, uh, yeah, first things first, we got the first game of the day. Uh, I believe it's at 6.30, if I'm not mistaken. It might be at 7, actually. 6.10. Uh, what? At 10? Yeah. No, it's not. The first game's at 10? No, 6.10. Oh, I thought you were saying 10 o'clock. 6.10. Okay, that sounds about right. 6.10. It might be 7.10. Let me, let me check. 6.09. I think it's 7. Oh, sorry, 6.09. 
Oh, okay. 609. <laughs> I don't know why they do it by the nine increments, but uh, 609 tip off South uh, region champions, Villanova taking on the Midwest champions of Kansas. The one seed Kansas, the two seed Villanova should be a fantastic game. No Justin Moore, obviously in this game. What are your thoughts and breakdown for this Nova Kansas game? Yeah. If Justin Moore was playing, I think Villanova will win. He's not playing. Remy Martin is finally Remy Martin. I think Kansas wins this one. Yeah, obviously, well, you can't really see my bracket, but uh, I'll, I'll pull it up a little bit. Um, where is it? There it is. Villanova, Kansas. I called this one. I called this one indeed. But uh, going back to my pick, I, like you said, I think if Justin Moore was playing, I would probably go with Villanova as well. My bracket has Villanova. Obviously, post or pre-Justin Moore injury. The big question here is what David McCormick can do against this Nova defense. Like I said many times before, the problem for the Villanova is the big man and the bench depth. Nova does not have any bench depth at all now. They only have a six-man, uh, Archie Diakno, as the one guy that comes off the bench because Caleb Daniels is going to be in the starting position now. So I think Kansas should definitely utilize that, running a bunch of guys in because they go eight-man deep, I think, usually. But uh, with that being said, I think Kansas ends up winning this game. I will do a score prediction. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with 72 to 65. Kansas wins. Mm-hmm. I would not be doing a score prediction. Uh, but the other side, the East champions, number eight seed UNC against the West champions, number two seed Duke. The greatest rivalry in college basketball is now in the final four. And Coach K's Potentially last game against UNC. I mean, this will be his last game regardless, but potentially his last game ever. And it's going to be against rivalry, obviously, the greatest rivalry in all of college basketball in the Final Four. Somehow this is their first time meeting in the NCAA tournament. What are your thoughts on this? This is going to be a a good one indeed. (laughs) Yeah, storyline, textbook ending for Coach K potentially. Who else does he have to go against against the team that has been the uh, hardest challenge for him in the rivalry of UNC? Storybook ending, obviously, to this uh, historic Coach K season to end off his historic career. What what better way can you do it? I wish it was St. Peter's in this position, but uh, obviously it had to be UNC. I think it was definitely destined for the start. But uh, I think it will be a very close game. I, I would not see this game going uh, – over a five-point swing for either side winning this game. With that being said, I do think it's going to be hard to take down this Duke team when they are continuing to roll. I'm going to go Duke winning this game. Point count, I'm going to go 82-79. to 79. Duke wins this game. High-scoring affair. Mm-hmm. I know. There's been a lot of uh, good luck charms, obviously. Bio Chicago, you could say Sister Jean. UCLA, you could say Hep Cronin. UNC has Roy Williams there every game. Uh, he's been at every tournament game. I think this is going to be an overtime game, in my opinion. I think I think this game's going into overtime, and I think UNC. I think UNC ends Coach K's career. Wow! Oh, that's bold. Wow! We shall see. Obviously, that game's obviously the night game, so uh, that one will be tipping off after this Villanova Kansas game. But yeah, obviously a historic Final Four blue blood programs uh, all in there. Villanova Kansas six oh nine tip off, and can uh, Duke UNC following that. Very exciting to see what ends up being in store for this Final Four. Obviously, it's been a very interesting ride, but uh, I do think a lot of teams have 
a lot of good storylines left to be said in this Final Four because uh, these are four very historic teams and uh, have seen a lot of success, especially these past decade or so. So I'm very excited to see how these games end up, obviously, Saturday. But uh, obviously, got to stay tuned to this game tonight with Texas A&M and Xavier, uh, obviously, for the NIT championship. Yeah, definitely. Could not be more excited than that. Uh, the college basketball classic final has been pushed back to Friday, obviously, delayed oh, really? the weather in South Carolina. So it's been pushed back to tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, could not be more excited. What's wrong with the weather? I don't know. There's something going on in South Carolina. Uh, it's, it's 75 oh, degrees out here today. I don't so. know. Something's uh, going on. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You can you can ask after college basketball class. It's been somewhat of a mess uh, the first couple of rounds. But, yeah, could not be more excited for this last weekend of college basketball. It will be bittersweet, but cannot wait to cover the off season. Yeah, I mean, it's in South Carolina, so I don't, I don't know. It's it's on the it's on the coast, so maybe that's maybe I don't know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, basketball class, obviously, it's year one of that, so uh, obviously, there's gonna be some bumps along the road for that. But uh, exciting, the finals will be happening Friday, so we got games today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Obviously, two championships and a final four, two final four matchups. Nothing better than that. But uh, yeah, I think that is all we got for today's episode. Obviously, it is March 31st, so we are kicking off. The uh, April, obviously, you know when April is. The first weekend of April is tournament time and uh, championship time. So very excited for that. Four days left to that championship game tips off. I cannot be more happy. And next time we see each other on Monday, we'll be covering who will be facing off in that championship and tipping off a couple of hours after we obviously do our episode. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, August is tomorrow, but it's always March here in the Road to Madness podcast. Yes, sir. It is always March, and uh, I think that is all I got for today's episode. Obviously, it was a very big one, a very long one, but uh, much needed going over, obviously, some of the stuff as we transition towards this offseason period. But we'll, we'll be focusing back on, obviously, the uh, task at stake, which is, obviously, the March Madness Tournament. So we'll definitely see you all, always on Monday. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for today's episode. But thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.